When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way, you'll always be notified and get the Forever News. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, I'm going to change it up a little bit. A few people have been saying, yo, maybe you shouldn't do the big introduction, considering in case you don't know, I always have timestamps to get to the story that you really want to watch to begin with. So I'm going to change it up a little bit because, yeah, that does feel a little redundant. That's why I started clipping out the outro of where I tell everybody the stories. And, yeah, so basically I'm going to use the intro monologue to just kind of tell you guys a little bit about, like, holy cow, this is a crazy week of a lot of stuff going on. It usually is, to be honest with you. Now, we're a little lax on the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. We don't have those, but we got a plenty of stories to be honest with you we got some more bleach we got some boruto stuff going on in here i did want to include a couple of non-anime manga related things like static shock there's some news there there's a few different things batman yeah so i wanted to include some of that stuff but also wanted to remind you guys because we're doing pretty freaking well on this side of things in case you don't know for never news is available on all podcast streaming services just look it up on spotify apple music google podcast wherever you get your podcasts at every episode is usually available a bit before before they hit YouTube so definitely make sure to go over there and whatever it is that you use follow me on there because the episodes usually notify you and yeah if you're on the go if you're you know driving whatever the case may be you're working this is a great way to get your fix of Forever News and not worry about YouTube's app or whatever but if you feel comfortable feel free to stay here nothing's changing of course just wanted to remind you guys because we got a nice little following to be honest with you I was actually surprised at how many people regularly listen in on the podcast side of things on the, you know the podcast services but yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Forever News, always there a little bit before they hit YouTube. And with that being said, I guess people, without further ado, let's jump into another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so first on the docket, I did mention it a few days ago in a video, but I just wanted to talk about it a little bit again because it was kind of cool. And honestly, I just always appreciate seeing just how far we've taken this thing called anime and manga where the biggest or one of the biggest at the very least female rap stars right now going. Meg The Stallion recently was in a big interview talking about a whole bunch of variety of different things. And in it, she just randomly started talking about how much she loves Black Clover, how much she loves Asta as a character. And that just really is a testament 
testament to how far we've come with anime and manga. I just keep it real. Like I love to see it because I remember ten years ago what it was like to be an anime and manga fan. Even before that, it was not the biggest thing in the world, and a lot of times you would know maybe one or two people, if that, somewhere across the world that was into it. Nowadays, a lot of people into it, and it's just a beautiful thing. And every time you get little events like that, like you know, a big rap star speaking on it, or whatever the case may be, it usually brings more attention to it and continues to reaffirm and cement and establish anime and manga as not only just a little quaint hobby, a little quaint relic that nerds here and there like. It is a staple and it is now, even though I don't really particularly care, I never did, sociably acceptable. Similar to how video games went through that phase of people saying, oh, you play video games? Well, now anime and video games are on the same wavelength of, yeah, they're respected and looked at as more than just like, oh, you're an adult, you shouldn't be doing that. No, you, you like your shows, just like people like their reality TV or whatever. So just one more time for the good one. Shoutouts to Meg, the stallion, promote in the agenda black clover greatness baby you should be watching you should be reading okay people next up we got a couple of pieces of demon slayer news now one of which i ain't gonna lie i don't think i've ever seen anything like this in any anime and manga ever of an announcement like this this is freaking nuts the amount of revenue the huge thing that demon slayer has done money wise is out of this world. Toyo Kezai says Demon Slayer franchise's merchandising is in 900 billion yen range. Japanese business publication Toyo Kezai reported on Friday that merchandising including food products and toys for the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba franchise is in the 900 billion yen about 7.9 billion dollar range. Eight billion dollars. Koyoharu Gotoge's Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba manga made about 10 billion yen, about 87 million dollars in 2019, and 44 billion yen, about 385 million dollars in 2020 alone. Oh my god, the manga! Oh! The novels based on the series have made about 2.8 billion yen, about 25 million dollars. Lisa's theme song, Good Eng, for the Demon Slayer anime made about 300 million yen, about 2.6 million dollars in 2019, and another 500 million yen, about 4.5 4 million dollars in 2020 blu-ray disc dvd volumes of the tv anime made about 800 million yen about 7 million dollars in 2019 when the first six volumes shipped in japan in 2020 following five more blu-ray disc slash dvd volumes home video releases of the tv anime reached about 500 million yen about 4.4 million dollars the demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the movie mugen train anime film opened in 2020 the film sold a total of 28 million nine hundred sixty six thousand eight hundred six tickets for forty billion sixteen million nine hundred forty two thousand fifty yen which is roughly about three hundred sixty seven million dollars in japan as of may 23rd and became the first film to ever pass the 40 billion yen milestone and i even seen reports on another place that said kimetsu no yaiba is estimated to have generated a total of one trillion yen about eight billion seven hundred fifty million dollars in revenue during all of 2020 including volume sales novels anime dvd blu-rays cd stage plays events merchandising rights and a large etc demon slayer has made anywhere from 8 billion to 10 billion dollars in the last two to three years i can't even comprehend that like i want to say i saw somebody i don't know if this is true or not but i saw somebody say that that's more than the entire run of bleach had made in general for the franchise and i'm not trying to shade bleach by any means i'm trying to say that bleach was a juggernaut is a juggernaut one of the biggest out there one of the highest selling manga of all time and if demon slayer did something like that 
in two to three years. $10 billion for one series? I swear to God. Koyoharu Gotoge, author of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, better be sitting on at least 10 mil. At least. And that's me being grossly disgusting disgustingly low-balled uh, of a price like realistically Koyoharu Gotoge should be a hundred millionaire like realistically she should be sitting on or they should be sitting on at least a hundred million even a billion would be nice I ain't gonna lie a billion out of ten billion y'all can't settle for like yo we, we got eight to nine billion dollars she got one they got one let's call it even but if Koyoharu Gotoge has anything less than a hundred mil or anything less than ten million Wow, like Koyoharu Gotoge better be set for life with all of this money that was generated. I hope so because I know that volume sales is where they get most of their bread and butter. And if they made like $400 million almost in volume sales alone, Koyoharu Gotoge, come on, come on. Not to mention the licensing fees for the next seasons of the anime and I'm sure they're going to make more movies. Either way, that, that is just, we'll, we'll probably never see nothing like this again or at the very least it'll be a very long time until then because this is this is a phenomenon, this is an anomaly, this is insane. I've been reporting on anime and manga news for 10 years and I've never seen anything even remotely close and the biggest thing we've seen was like when One Piece did like 37 million in one year in like 2011. I've never seen anything like Almost $10 billion in a couple of years. Like, Demon Slayer came out to Yaiba, baby. Look, right, right, right here. I've been playing Hinokami Chronicles game like, oh, look, I ain't gonna lie. I've been absolutely having a blast. And been a little bit of a hypocrite because I've been watching some of the re-adaptation of Season 2, even though it's just a copy-paste. But, yeah, hypocrisy. Hey, okay, I really meant it when I said that I wasn't planning on watching it, but I was bored. <laughs> and not that Demon Slayer came out to Yaiba needs any more praise, but the premiere episode of Demon Slayer Season 2 with that anime original episode, Debut on the rankings for the highest viewed anime of the week in Japan and it debuted number one with a 10.0 beating out everything from Saze-san, Case Closed, One Piece, Yashihime Princess, uh, Lupin the Third. Like it just dominated 10.0 and that's from a, a filler episode basically of how Rengoku got his lunchbox. Just think about that for a second. It dominated all of this with a filler episode about a lunchbox. I can only imagine what the Entertainment District arc when it premieres is going to do because that's going to be the first new completely nothing to do with the Mugen Train since the Mugen Train film came out. So I say all that to say that Demon Slayer is without a shadow of a doubt one of the biggest cash cows and one of the biggest success stories in anime and manga history and will probably be like that for the foreseeable future. Next up some small news for one one Piece, it says, Fuji TV will hold the One Piece Visual Festival in Fuji TV, commemorating the release of Volume 100 and the broadcast of Episode 1000. The building will hold covers gallery, exhibiting all 100 volumes of the series and the latest TV anime visual. And along with it was this One Piece TV anime Episode 1000 key visual, and it just looks really freaking epic. You got all of Kaido's people, Kaido's pirates versus Luffy, his pirates, and uh, Yamato, and oh my god, I can't freaking wait. Episode 1000. A lot of people have been saying that it's actually going to probably be covering actually chapters 990-ish around there and not 1000 which I'm fine with whatever because I know around that time the manga was just banging every freaking chapter so whatever they do is going to be big and I know that the art and animation like this is 100% going to be live reaction worthy without a shadow of a doubt I have to do live reactions to those episodes and y'all know me I don't really do live reactions but come on One Piece episode 1000
season and the way they hyping it up with these visuals yeah Fenev has to do it but yeah One Piece episode 1000 they're continuing to commemorate it in all sorts of ways including now this little mini festival that they're doing okay people next up we got the top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week now these are a little bit late I'd imagine within the next few days we'll get the next top 50 but according to this to start off it's starting to look a little bit to be honest with you now that it's been a few weeks probably a month since the Tokyo Revengers anime has ended it's starting to look like the volumes are slowly starting to come down like 50 through 47 was Tokyo Revengers with about like 18,000 a piece and again there's Tokyo Revengers but it's starting to come down to the bottom of the top 50 for the back volumes and there's a few series again Isekai 10 there's so many Isekai series holy cow Uchu Kyodai number 40 again I don't know what that is but the art looks dope then moving forward to the 40 through 31 again that Disney Twisted Wonderland that's so scary seeing Disney and I have no idea what this is about to be honest with you but knowing that Disney is entering the anime arena alone scares the crap out of me and then seeing a manga that is doing you know decent in two weeks 110,000 copies again it could just be a coincidence that it has the name Disney I highly doubt it that name is trademarked and patented up the wazoo but scary times man I don't I don't want to see Goku Naruto and all of my favorite characters running around with Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Then at 39, the Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt Volume 8 at 11 days with 68,000 total, 20,000 this week. Again, Gundam volumes, when they do do them, usually the art is incredible. And it's just dope to see because I know there's a lot of work that gets put into making Gundam manga in general and drawing Gundam. So shout out to that. One Piece Volume 100 still on the charts at number 38 with 20,000 this week. Bringing its total to 1.785. Definitely a noticeable dip from you know a couple of years ago even like one piece used to do two million out the gate now it's at 1.7 which is still incredible and again a lot of that is attributed to did you just hear the story i talked about like five minutes ago demon slayer doing 10 billion dollars a lot of people they're starting to move on to other series and don't get me wrong one piece has that core fan base that ain't going nowhere similar to like a hunt the hunter you know that hardcore fan base that loves the living crap out of it but yeah, people have moved on. There's new series that are coming through. The One Piece is continuing. Not, a lot of people can't dedicate their lives. There are people that were One Piece fans that have since passed and never even got to finish One Piece. So, yeah, it's impressive enough, though, that it's still doing almost 2 million at volume 100. That, that doesn't happen. Then looking at it again, let's see, 33, Kaiju number 8, volume 4, with another 23,000 this week, bringing it to 690. Kaiju number 8 is going to be so freaking big, man. I'm telling y'all, get on it. World's End Harem, after the anime got pushed out the wazoo, uh, in 7 days, 24,000. I mean, that's not incredible, but considering from what I've heard the manga is like, it's like, hey, uh, 24,000 in a week on some hentai type of stuff. Okay, no. <laughs> then volumes 30 through 21. Let's see. Shumatsu no Valkyrie Volume 12, aka Record of Ragnarok, with another 28,000 this week, 273. Mission Yozakura, seven days, 28,000 for Volume 10. That's not great, but I've heard so many good things about Mission Yozakura, so I want to see them win. I'll be honest with you. Like, I've heard just nonstop praise about this series, so I would like to see this series last and get its anime and all of that jazz, but. Yeah, 28,000 in a full seven days isn't fantastic to say the least. Then Undead Unluck, not that much more on its volume eight with 31,000. I've noticed Undead Unluck, it was selling more 
like a few volumes before this. And maybe I'm wrong on that. If I'm wrong, forgive me. But I want to say that it was doing like 40 something thousand in its first week, a few volumes back. But uh, in seven days, 31.2, which is still pretty good. And I'm sure once the anime, which is inevitable at this point, I think there's enough chapters and I'm calling it Jump Festa. They will announce the martial anime and Undead Unluck. Uh, but 31,000, it could be better. Uh, then volumes 20 through 11, World's End Harem 13. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe this was the newest volume because, wow, I was talking about the other one doing only 24, but this did 42. That's really, really good. So, shout out to World Ends Harem. A lot of people like them some softcore hentai, mate. <laughs> then, uh, Toilet Bound Hanako in 14 days, 169,000 with 42,000 more this week. Then going up, okay, Kochikami in a full seven days. The first Kochikami volume uh, in quite some time. Volume 201 at that with 50,000. That's great. That's actually really good for Kochikame, a series that is 200 volumes deep, 50,000 first week. Not bad at all. I bet a lot of old-timers bought that too. Then going up, 17 through 21 short story collection, another Tatsuki Fujimoto work with 61,984, bringing its total. Okay, so there was like a thousand of pre-sales. It's kind of crazy because didn't they just put Look Back as like a singular volume out by itself and now they got this short story collection like... Why are they having Tatsuki Fujimoto do all of this? Is it that he needs to do all these? Because being an author can be very, very taxing, let alone a mangaka for he was working on Jump a few years. Maybe he needs to get these off just to relax a little bit and release some stories he's had in mind while he works on Chainsaw Man 2 because it is strange that while everybody's anticipating Chainsaw Man 2, he's like, ah, yes, I got some short stories and a one-shot and all this stuff, but it could be that they're giving him time to prepare and maybe they want to wait until the anime gets closer to releasing to start putting out the manga because yeah that's how you know cross promo works and then the top 10 which is a very extremely strong top 10 coming in at number 10 in 24 days at 865 total with another 65,000 Tokyo Revengers volume 24 so almost a million in a month can't go wrong on that Owari no Seraph aka Seraph of the End volume 25 it's so crazy to think that that's still going a full seven days 67,000 not too bad considering it's been forever since the anime this one it shows that blue box is going to be like it's the replacement for like Nisekoi in a way in the romance category, but it's a little bit more than just a Nisekoi. Volume 2 with a full 7 days, 74,000 copies. That is very extremely good for a romance series volume 2 out of jump. So look out for Blue Box and I've heard good things about it. Then 3 got Suno Lion with 12 days, another 80k. Okay, dope. I think that's March comes in like a lion if I'm not mistaken. Then at number 6, Dawn to Dawn Volume 2, which I've been telling y'all this is another one that's next up in a full seven days 85,000 which it had like a few pre-sales or whatever so 86,000 in total this is going to be a big one I don't know if it's going to be to the level of some of the others but these are for volume two 86,000 from jump plus not shown in jump that is very very good extremely good so be on the lookout for that one I love to see this one in a full week seven days Marshall volume eight 93,000.5 that is great huge i keep saying it as far as shonen jump this is probably going to be the next one i guess the anime adaptation along with undead unluck again i'm calling it when it comes to jump festa marshall will be getting an anime announcement as well but big big shout outs to that ninety three thousand seven days that is fantastic then top four baby all big gun well three of them are big guns i don't know what the hell is the, the third place but coming in at number four black clover in a full seven days 113 
thousand copies from what i've heard people have said that this isn't better than previous because a lot of times remember we'll get like two days of sales three days of sales and they'll be under shipped or whatever but i mean if you're breaking a hundred thousand in a week i don't see how anybody could call that a flop if you're top five in your debut for your latest volume you know 30 volumes deep you can never call that a flop so shout out to black clover really dope cover then what is this the five star stories volume 16 i've never heard of this wow maybe i'm totally out of the loop but in only three days 130,000. where is this from editorial karokawa manga cub mamoru nagano okay i have no idea i'm just getting put on right now but 130,000. okay it's a mecha manga that is interesting huh i gotta it's on my radar now people then top two battling it out but it really wasn't much of a battle my hero academia volume 32 in seven days 453,000 copies oh my god with lady nagant on the cover i feel like my hero academia has seen a major boost in popularity since the last volume i think world heroes mission actually grew the fandom because i don't even remember like anything close like even let's just say shave off a couple days i don't remember like any of the latest volumes doing 400 plus thousand so that is huge for my heroes usually like i think it'll do maybe three something close to three something so applause for it and then number one though number one you can't tell me about my gege akutami baby you cannot tell me about gege akutami's jujutsu kaisen because even minus 70 something thousand and people selling it before the street date it did over a milli and if you add the pre-sales it did 1.1 million in a short week screw a press conference press this on your conscience i used that line earlier this week but i gotta use it again because whoo 17 of jujutsu kaisen if anything is up next on that demon slayer wave it is this that is very big big congrats and just in general this was a very impressive top 50 i am very very hype off of all this like a lot of good stuff a lot of steep competition a lot of people rose to the occasion and there you have it again people that was the top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week next up just wanted to show you guys this cover that looks so freaking hype it is the jump giga 2021 autumn cover which i believe jump giga is like a quarterly released magazine and on the cover is a really good high quality picture of bakugo and then you got like bakugo deku and todoroki on the corner but they're definitely pushing the my hero agenda and i think they even got like blue box on the cover very cool stuff there and it just shows again jump giga 2021 very cool cover and yeah i always love and appreciate what they do with these jump giga covers they don't play with the art they make them look real nice because it's a quarterly magazine you better put your all into it so just wanted to give that one a nod jump giga 2021 autumn okay people next up something very interesting that should be dropping this news because apparently a big reveal related to seven deadly sins by nakabo suzuki will be in weekly shonen magazine issue 50 out november 10th 2021 color pages 2 okay so this is actually a little less than a month away what the hell could be a big announcement at, at this point considering seven deadly sins we just got which i'm in the process of finishing we got the final season of the anime everything has been released over here on net Netflix, so all of that is out the way the final movie they said it was the last movie and they're already on the spin-off the you know four nights of the apocalypse so unless this is an announcement of the four nights of the apocalypse i don't know what the heck they're going to be doing unless they do something like this because again i'm not sure exactly what is the four nights of the apocalypse besides that i know some of the offspring potentially from the sins are in it but i don't really know what's going on with the sins but maybe it could be another film it could be uh similar to fairy tale 100 years quest maybe 
maybe they could be doing Seven Deadly Sins 100 Years Quest where the story is going to continue with the sins themselves and maybe down the road they'll do more anime adaptations but hopefully with a different studio I don't know maybe a rebrand will help them to get a different studio different branding or something but really really strange for them to announce a big reveal related to Seven Deadly Sins not Four Nights of the Apocalypse Seven Deadly Sins but I guess you could say that Four Nights is related. I don't know. Maybe a crossover film. That'd be huge. That would promote kind of the Four Nights of the Apocalypse. So maybe that. I don't freaking know. But yeah, expect that November 10th. I will be reporting on whatever it may be. Okay, people. This one is going to be tough to report on. A lot of people get very upset about this, including YouTube. The author of Villain Saga recently was tweeting out and it caught my interest because I was like, what? I'll read the tweets and you guys could say what you want about it. But I was just like a little like. Okay, I'm getting a little extreme here, buddy. He said, Finished the second vax yesterday. I will sleep quietly today. Okay, nothing wrong there. It's tough, but this is that. It's the same as Goku when he drank super god water before the piccolo battle. Aura is trying to bring out the awesome power that is sleeping inside aura's dying and resurrection will boost your drawing power isn't that a joke every time the deadline is reached i'm thinking i'm sleepy kill me if you overcome it dozens of times your drawing power will improve a little a dragon ball that can withstand 100 times gravity and increase its fighting power resurrection it's a kerori isn't it overnight it's like a cold not a cold it's a side reaction i understand it's not the old one so he's saying he feels like probably he has a cold and i'm glad that there was in there because when this was brought to my attention i didn't see that part that isn't that a joke so maybe he's just joking about that but i ain't gonna lie it did feel very much so like you're comparing getting vaxxed to goku drinking that water that almost killed them and shit like i don't know the, the vax talk i don't like to get into it pro or against it by any means because that shit is a shit show very much so so yeah i did find it interesting though for him to make some type of comparison like that like you're not putting people pro it per se because that was a water that almost killed them and you're not putting people against it because like you're kind of hyping it up like comparing the vax to dragon ball like and i very much so respect makoto yukimura author of inland saga great story but you was a little bit tweaking fam i think the vax had hit you a little hard there when you was tweeting this stuff out i'm just saying shout outs to villain saga okay next up people wanted me to report on this one i ain't too keen on it but apparently elon musk the richest man in the world quote unquote he tweeted out his favorite anime that he really loves it felt like a lot of it was generic he put death note evangelion ghost in the shell spirited away princess mononoke full metal alchemist and your name and to be honest with you i mean this could totally be his list why not but this feels very contrived because it feels like it checks off a lot of boxes of anime fandom and again maybe that's why he did it maybe he's really calculated like that i don't know but this is just you know for world conspiracy theory whatever you want to call it but this feels very contrived of like okay so you got the big mainstream cult classic death note and evangelion at that and ghost in the shell so right there you checked off kind of sort of new gen you checked off cult classics you checked off a lot then you got spirited away and Princess Mononoke. You got the Ghibli films checked out. So you get a whole different fandom there. Then you got a shonen classic that a lot of people know. Full Metal Alchemist. So you check off a box there. And then you got Your Name. One of the highest selling anime films of all time. So you check off that fandom that loves romance and shit. So I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Maybe I'm totally off on that. Forgive me on that. But some rich billionaire. Like he's trying to. Hey kids. Am I cool with you? Like the difference between this and Meg Thee Stallion is. Meg Thee Stallion has shown time and time again she loves anime and i think elon has too but she just feels more in tune with it and feels more authentic coming from her this kind of just feels contrived like rich billionaire likes anime cool 
But yeah, people ask me to talk about it, and that's my opinion. Okay, next up, this one caught me off guard. It always catches me off guard because I still be like, wow, there's really a giant community for Dragon Ball Xenoverse still going, which hats off to you because I underestimated how much people really love this game. The fact that, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Xenoverse 2 come out 2016, 2017, 2016, somewhere around there? That game is like four or five years old and still to this point being supported with DLC, which I think they're going to do the same thing with Demon Slayer here in Akami Chronicles, but that's a different story. It says, Khalifa flexes Super Saiyan 2 might in Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 DLC. The DLC for Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 continues this fall with Legendary Pack 2, which is bringing some new fighters to the roster next up for the arena brawler is Khalifa Super Saiyan 2 from Dragon Ball Super and you can see the debut trailer for a taste of what's to come below so she's gonna be uh, which I, I would have expected that she would have already been in the game a long time ago I haven't played in a very long time to be honest with you when I did play it it was like one of my favorite Dragon Ball games of all time but uh, it's been many years since I played it and it's crazy that they're still supporting it this long and there's still a giant fan base behind it that plays this shit every day I don't know how but Again, hats off to you. I'm not judging. Relax. Don't kill me, okay? But holy cow. And it's currently available for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Stadia. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a PS5 port at some given point. But yeah, if you want to play Khalifa Super Saiyan 2 and Xenoverse 2, a DLC is coming. Which I want to say that maybe this might be one of the final ones. But then again, this is only Legendary Pack 2. So they're probably going to have like seven Legendary Packs. I I don't know, man. <laughs> Yo, they, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you, if we don't ever get another Xenoverse and they just continue to support this game. Or at the very least, it's not until like the end of PS5's life cycle till we get another one. Because they have every freaking character ever made in Dragon Ball in this game at this point. It's, it's mind-boggling to think, to be honest with you. And, and if you're playing it and you're having a great time, awesome to you. I would love another Xenoverse with more story. I love some of the stuff they did with Xenoverse 2 with the future Trunks and future Gohan and all that stuff. Like, that was really, really awesome. But yeah, Khalifa, Super Saiyan 2. Universe 2. Okay, people, we have the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. So let's just jump straight into them. For starters, we got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. They said, Haba is done, and I never really got down his way of speaking. I don't have anyone around me from Hiroshima. What the hell is Haba? Is that like a film of some sort? I'm not sure, but shout outs to Gege Akutami. Then we got Black Clover's author, Yuki Tabata. My former assistant, Aoki, has a new series starting on Jump Plus, and my current assistants, Hayakawa and Hayashi have one shots and jump Giga. Shout out to Tsubasa because if I'm not mistaken, one of his former assistants became the author of Kaiju Number no. 8, one of the highest selling manga going right now out of Jump Plus. So yeah, Tsubasa, he got an eye for talent. I'm just saying, or whoever's putting these people on his team. Out of shits and giggles, the author, Mapolo 3 of PPPPP. I love jerky. I think being able to eat meat as a snack is a good thing. Enjoy, fam. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. Moving forward, we got the author of Sakamoto Days, Yuto Suzuki. I love haunted houses. I think the one at Hanayashiki is scarier than Senritsu Maikyu at Fujio Highland. Okay, or Fuji Q Highland. Then, this was kind of interesting. Author of Undead Unlucky, Yoshifumi Tezuka said, This next issue of Jump has a work by my talented assistant, Hamura Akatsuki. Please give it a read. That's interesting to note. I'm wondering if there's potentially a shortage of new talent 
artist for like jump magazines because there's already a few assistants here that we're seeing that are you know participating in these one-shot tournaments and things like that so that's something interesting to note like who knows maybe there's a, a shortage of talented again authors and, and mangaka out there in japan then yuki kawaguchi author of the hunters guild red hood which i wonder is this the same order of, of the toc as well because um it's a little bit higher this week at the very least. It says, I had fun drawing some of the backgrounds in this week's chapters. I hope to show more of the high quality interiors somewhere. Man, pray for Hunter's Guild Red Hood. The latest chapter was a what feels like end game reveal. And I would hate to see this get canceled, fam. I really love and enjoy Hunter's Guild Red Hood. One of the most promising brand new Shonen Jump titles of 2021, period. Stan Red Hood keep the hope alive don't do us like phantom seer and all the others hungry joker barrage kohei horikoshi of my hero academia this is a big one because he apologizes in this he says i'm sorry for all the breaks my schedule is a mess i'm getting back on track which i've noticed with horikoshi which is a little bit different for him like yeah there's a lot of authors that are taking breaks and all that jazz he's been taking a few more here and there but i've noticed there's been more breaks from my hero academia like it's been you know similar to like again a few other series but then also i've noticed the pace Age counts have been really low for my hero like black clover it's already become a staple almost to have 15 pages every chapter my hero was not like that all the time there was 16 17 19 pages lately it's been 15 pages every chapter similar to black clover granted horikoshi packs it with dialogue so oftentimes you don't really feel that it's a shorter chapter it kind of feels like 17 18 pages but that's something to note so i think again with the way they've been working they've had to get accustomed to working in a different method than they're used to it's been really rough on these mangaka trying to meet these deadlines but no apologies necessary i always say we can wait we can wait it's fine next up richiro ninagaki author of dr stone this week's creation is called satikon and it's a small camera invented in japan japan's technological skills in the old days were amazing yeah it's crazy that dr stone is headed towards the end man Nuts. Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall, yet again another author talking about their shot. I got my second shot. I was surprised by the high fever I got. Scary, scary stuff. Best wishes to Hajime Komodo. Marshall really taking off. People is really, it's doing very, very well. So I'm hyped for that. And here's another example of what I was just telling you guys. Author of The Elusive Samurai, Yusei Matsui said, Enoshima, who's always helping me remotely, has a one shot in the issue. Please check it out. Yet again, another assistant to one of the mangaka that are entering one shots. Something's going on over there calling it something okay i'm gonna actually add one more and i don't really cover this author but uh this was really sad to read nero way of the martial artist it's a newer series and jump minya hiraga said my family dog has been called up to heaven and it was so sudden i wanted to change my mood so i grabbed some scissors i had around and cut my hair sending positive vibes and uh good energy and all that jazz his way i know that that must be tough and uh yeah really sad stuff shout outs to him and i know that nero has a pretty solid fan base as well at the very least over here in the west hopefully he could survive because yeah um, he needs some good news you know what i'm saying something like that is terrible but yeah people uh those are the author comments from weekly shonen jump okay people next up this is something that i've been hearing for a while now so i don't know why they're reporting it as if it's new but this was posted um from discussing film i'm not sure who they are but on october 16th it said a live action static shock movie is confirmed to be in the works randy mckinnon is writing the script with michael b jordan producing the film hashtag dc fandom and i've also heard a few different really awesome things regarding my 
Milestone Media. In particular, Milestone is going to be doing like some sort of, I want to say it's a direct-to-video film of all the like the biggest Milestone heroes combining something along the lines of that. Again, I'm not too familiar with it. I just know that Milestone is making a big return, and I'm really happy to see it. Very, very big and huge inspiration coming from them because when I was younger, when I was 14, I was obsessed with drawing superheroes and wanting to create my own comics, and Dwayne McDuffie, one of the co-founders of Milestone Media at the time, Milestone Comics, uh, he was a very big inspiration for me when I was younger, so big shout-outs to this whole thing, rest in peace, as always, to the legend himself, Dwayne McDuffie, I love seeing Milestone still thriving and pivoting even in 2021 so really awesome stuff there and i hope this static shock live action film turns out to be i i mean they got michael b jordan so that's something but we gotta wait and see what comes to fruition who plays static who plays gear you know what i'm saying like it's going to be crazy better get to step and keep on walking if it's static i come and get the gear like virgil hawkins oh and while we're on the topic of superhero stuff just wanted to note that a new trailer for the batman and was released the upcoming Batman film that has Robert Pattinson which I ain't gonna lie at first for the longest time when I heard he was going to be playing Batman I was like the Twilight dude really him him that that's Batman now but the trailer actually looks pretty good and I ain't gonna lie I'm kind of hyped for this so we gotta wait and see but yeah new trailer for the Batman it's gonna be a little bit of a wait but usually when it comes to Batman like you can say whatever you want about DC but when a Batman film drops move over marvel everybody batman takes the center stage as like the biggest superhero film at that time kingdom fans now this kind of caught me off guard because according to this it says kingdom anime gets fourth series next spring the 26th and final episode of the third kingdom anime series ended on sunday with an announcement that a fourth season will premiere next spring a teaser visual featuring seikyo cheng Zhao also debuted with the tagline i'm next and this character design looks sick as hell i'm not gonna lie and it says the third anime series based on yasuhisa hara's kingdom manga premiered on nhk general in april 2020 the anime's production committee announced later that month that it was delaying the broadcast of the series episode 5 and later due to the japanese government's first state of emergency against the new virus the third series resumed airing on nhk general in april fourth of this year the anime restarted airing from the first episode so yeah i'm kind of shocked to be honest with you like after all the backlash from the very beginning kingdom anime has come a long way from the days of season one everybody was like this is an abomination the cg was horrible then i think in season two they kind of learned their lesson and put a lot more of traditional animation and from what i saw in season three they was using a lot of really nice looking animation and it seems to be that i'm guessing maybe they're probably even trying to adapt the entirety of kingdom them and then once it gets close with the anime maybe the manga will wrap up i'm guessing that that's what the plan was all along maybe i'm off on that and that's probably also why now that i think about it they made cg because they were going to do this for the long haul and since it kind of backfired but they still want to keep to their plan they're probably slowly moving like this so we'll see what happens but if you're a fan of the kingdom anime fourth season announced and that badass character looks like he's about to put in some work. I don't know. I'm not caught up on Kingdom. Next up, just a big congrats to Detective Conan because it's been confirmed that Detective Conan for 100 volumes has had 250 million copies of the manga in circulation. So not only did we just hit the 100 volume mark, but we've sold 250 million. That is astronomical, honestly. Like Detective Conan from, I think the anime came out like 96 or something and it's still going, still always in the top 10 most watched anime 
Q&A of the week, still performing, and then now reaching 250 million circulation, being probably one of the top 10 highest selling manga of all time. That's freaking awesome, and that's why Detective Conan... I don't even know how the hell they're going to end it, to be honest with you. Like, how are you going to find something satisfying? It's the same dilemma that I'd imagine H.R.O. Oda, creator of One Piece, has as well. How the hell do I satisfy people around the world that have been following the story for decades? And, like, what is the One Piece? Like, when Jimmy Kudo finally figures out the Black Organization, how is he going to make this mystery just be the most enthralling thing, considering we've had, like, a thousand episodes of mystery upon mystery, a hundred volumes of insane very intricate mysteries it's going to be interesting to see but yeah detective conan 100 volumes 250 million copies in circulation major congrats and while we're on the topic of sales we got another update on which kind of seems like they're pushing the agenda when it comes to this one don to don by tatsu yukinobu has reached 450,000 copies in circulation and considering it just dropped a new volume it'll easily within another week be at half a million in circulation or more because yeah this thing is going off and it's next up i keep telling you it's from one of the former assistants to Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man and it's really really good like really really good so big congrats to Don the Don 450,000 let's keep it going baby let's get to 500,000 let's get to a million okay so next up this one I'm not even gonna lie I'm not too familiar with NFTs I know a little bit of it I know what it stands for a non-fungible token I know that there's something with blockchain but I'm not the most familiar with it however Fist of the North Star it looks like they just made a few dollars at the very least with nfts because it says fist of the north star nft sold out within the first day of its release my anime list has recently collaborated with ebook publisher media do to release fist of the north star manga fragments dying like a man a series of nft products based on the fist of the north star manga part one of the series nanto roku seiken opened for sale on media do's fan top platform last tuesday and sold out all 418 of its limited packs within the same Day. Fist of the North Star Manga Fragments Dying Like a Man is part of Media Do's Manga Fragments NFT project, which according to the product's website, aims to take the unique advantages of the digital world and use them to create a new expression for individual manga panels. For the first phase of Dying Like a Man, memorable manga scenes of six popular Nanto Rokusei Ken characters are adapted into 38 unique manga fragments. A total of 77 copies of each fragment are then randomly divided into and sold as packs of seven fragments, with each pack costing 4,900 yen, 43 US dollars. The project's website further explains that the idea behind manga fragments is to preserve manga scenes as mementos. By capturing the most important story moments into manga fragments, the joy of manga can be kept as a memento and spread to fans across the globe. And I believe they did something recently like that with One Piece, I want to say, and Tezuka, Osamu Tezuka Productions. They've also been doing some stuff like that. Again, I'm not too familiar with it. From my understanding, I thought like if you buy NFTs that you actually own that digital image so them making 77 copies of these things like I'm, I'm curious what the rules behind their nfts in particular are like do they still own the master copy of the nft like again i'm very very uninformed on nfts but it seems like they're starting to slowly step into the arena and to be honest with you what better media to do it than you know manga like how many people would love to own you know a, a manga panel say yo i actually own the digital copy of this but again i don't know how this works either way shout outs to uh you know fist of the north star and nfts allowing fist of the north star to make money in 2020 with old manga panels that's crazy next up it was over the summer that we had the announcements of what's to come with jojo's y'all know it was part eight recently wrapped up of the manga and part nine was announced
Adventures. And alongside Part 9 was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventures spinoff that was coming. It says JoJo's Bizarre Adventures spinoff manga preview image. It will start in Ultra Jump issue 1 of 2022, aka out December 18, 2021. And the story is by Kohei Kadono, who did Boogie Pop Phantom and other series. And the art is by Tasuku Karasuma, who did No Guns Life. And I ain't gonna lie, it, it's crazy to just see that it's actually Josuke and it looks kind of on par. And this is Josuke of, you know, our timeline prior to whatever happens after part six. And I'm guessing, to be honest with you, my hunch of what is going on here is that part four was probably one of the most popular parts of JoJo's on Netflix when it came over. And I know probably people are thinking like, wouldn't it be part three? Well, maybe it was part four considering they also did that live action film and everything. And what I'm guessing is Netflix was probably like, yo, you know how we did that Rohan spinoff and it was really popular. Do you think we could get another type of spinoff but this time starring one of the JoJo's and Araki was like, I bet because has Araki ever did any type of uh, minus the Rohan ones and little one-offs here like that? Has he ever did a spinoff, let alone allow anybody to take his beloved masterpiece characters and write spinoff stories about them? Like, I don't think he's ever done that. So I'm guessing this is big business behind this. I'm guessing that the Rohan OVAs did so well that they were like, can we get more of that JoJo stuff? Maybe it's just like a spinoff thing. And I'm betting two to three years after we get the spinoff manga, we'll probably start getting episodes on Netflix. I'm calling it. I'm guessing that that's the business and the mindset behind this. Like, Netflix don't want to wait three to four years in between David production parts. They probably want that JoJo's now. And this is probably a part of their big deal that they have with David Productions to get Stone Ocean on the platform, to get exclusive rights to Stone Ocean streaming on the platform. And while we're on the topic of Araki works, remember I told you guys a few months back that one of the creators of Promise Neverland was working on a sequel to an old one shot from Hirohiko Araki, creator of JoJo's. This is the debut color page of the new short story Maro Shinchi BT by Demizu Posca from the Promise Neverland and Nisio Isen from Bakemonogatari. And it's based on Maho Shonen BT by JoJo creator Hirohiko Araki in Ultra Jump issue 11 of 2021. And the art, I ain't gonna lie, is creepy as hell, but the way they're rebranding it, it went from it was a sequel to now this is based on. So I don't think it's gonna be a sequel, even though in the image they show the old one shot but it looks more like again it's based on which that makes a lot more sense like i would read a one shot of this i'm not going to read a one shot that is a sequel to a one shot from like 30 40 years ago that i can't even get my hands on that would be ridiculous so i'm looking forward to seeing what this is who knows maybe they're trying to see if it pops and if it pops maybe they'll make a series out of it and probably it could go alongside the netflix deals because it looks like they're really hype about working with anything to do with hirohiko araki from the you know the creator of jojo's okay people i come with some very unfortunate breaking news as i was in the middle of producing this episode of forever news um it broke that the voice actor behind the voice of frieza and many other characters chris Ayers, recently passed away um he was battling a severe case of copd for years now um i got an article pulled up right here but wow this is very very sad man what what is wrong with this year how many more people are we gonna lose um let's just read the article voice actor chris Ayers passes away 
voice actress Crystal Laporte reported on Tuesday that voice actor Chris Ayers passed away on October 18th. He was 56. In November 2017, nonprofit corporation Anime Twin Cities Inc. launched a fundraising campaign for Ayers' medical expenses. Ayers had been diagnosed with end-stage COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. The fundraiser sought to raise $25,000 primarily to assist in medical procedures and care. The fundraising stated at the time that Ayers required a double lung transplant to survive along with two additional surgeries. Ayers then reported in November 2019 that he received a lung transplant a month earlier after having been on a transplant list for almost two years. The Anicon convention set up another fundraising campaign for Ayers in July 2020 for his continued medication and treatment including unexpected follow-up surgeries. Ayers was born in Richmond in 1965 and he started acting professionally at six years old. As an actor he appeared on both Broadway and off-Broadway. He previously stated he got into anime thanks to his younger brother, fellow voice actor Greg Ayers. Chris Ayers is best known for voicing the character Frieza in Dragon Ball Z series and Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Super Broly and as voice characters in Gantz, Tomico Market, Fibrain, Puzzle of God, Gintama the Movie, Pantheon, Stalking with Garter Belt, Sengoku Basara, Initial D, and Tears to Tiara. He also served as ADR director and scriptwriter for numerous English dubs. Ayers was a mainstay at many U.S. anime conventions, hosting panels such as Mock Combat for Cosplay. He also served as fight director for stage plays and taught stage combat panels at middle schools, high schools, and colleges. Before anything my condolences to his family um i was a follower of his brother in particular greg Ayers, because he had voiced a lot of characters like a decade ago that i was really like familiar with and really digging like gonta from dead man wonderland and yamazaki from welcome to the nhk and then eventually i learned oh he got a badass brother that is doing frieza now taking over from linda young who initially had did it through dragon ball z and wow man We've taken a lot of losses um, as a community, as a, as a world, as a nation, as everybody. We've just taken so many losses the last couple of years. And um, I know this man has been fighting this for years. I remember when the fundraisers were set up years ago. I remember um, just seeing his journey and his battle against this. And um, it's just a sad time, man. Rest in peace, Chris Ayers. Rest in peace, Frieza. Um, yeah, nobody will ever be able to do that role uh, like Chris Ayers. Just sad stuff all around. Rest in peace. Okay, people, so we got some spoilers for an upcoming chapter of Boruto. Small spoiler, but nevertheless, I want to warn you guys, this is a spoiler for chapter 64. This is the following chapter from chapter 63 of Boruto, and it says, Short preview for Boruto chapter 64 from the side text that was provided at the end of the chapter of 63. In front of an overwhelming threat, Boruto unleashes the powers of his karma that he had been suppressing. That visual appearance and form is... So it looks like we're 100% getting a brand new form for Boruto in the karma which i can't freaking wait to see i mean if y'all not following in case you missed my video on the spoilers and everything that's gone down in chapter 63 a big battle is underway between boruto and kawaki versus code and it looks like boruto is about to go ham and let loose whatever the heck he's holding in with those otsutsuki powers and I ain't gonna lie, I'm hyped for this, so let's go. It looks like finally Boruto is heading towards that moment where we've been waiting. 
Boruto, you know, he's supposed to get that scar over his eye. Code has claws. It's the perfect timing. Any chapter now, maybe the final chapter of this year will be that. Because it looks like the Boruto authors like to wait to the very end of the year to do just iconic, crazy stuff. Like last year, we had Baryon mode and everything around this time. They're probably going to do the same thing here. And while we're on the topic of Naruto-related things, all 21 cast members gather in the story of Naruto Uzumaki stage play new visual. The official website for live spectacle Naruto Uzumaki, Naruto Monogatari, the story of Naruto Uzumaki has posted a new key visual featuring all 21 of the main cast members including 24 year old Masaki Nakao who is newly cast as the protagonist Naruto Uzumaki he says on Twitter, Naruto has grown up with me since I was a child, I play with him with a lot of feelings that are entrusted to me, the live spectacle Naruto stage play series inspired by Masashi Kishimoto's internationally popular action manga launched in 2015, the new show which is based on the manga's pain assault and five kage summit arcs is set to be performed at nihon senenkan hall in tokyo from december 4th to the 13th 2021 then at mel parke hall in osaka from december 25th to january 2nd of 2022 general sales of the tickets will begin on november 6th and the poster looks dope and the imagery looks dope this picture of is naruto sasuke and it looks like a hokage behind them and oh my god i always get so jealous i really would love to see a naruto stage play i would love it that would be so freaking it's just the atmosphere of being at a big hole to watch a stage play and then on top of that it's naruto one of my faves like shout outs to the people that get to enjoy it because yeah, that just, that sounds like an experience of a lifetime. Okay, people, next up, just some small updates on Bleach. Apparently, there's a little bit of a preview for an exhibition that went down or is going down. It says, Bleach Manga Art Exhibition releases striking new PV featuring theme song by Tatsuya Kitani. The official website for Bleach EX, the forthcoming art exhibition to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Taite Kubo's Bleach Manga series, has posted a 30-second new preview featuring its theme song, Report, by singer-songwriter Tatsuya Kitani. Kitani is also a support basis for the rock duo Yorishika and a Vocaloid song producer under the name Konichiwa Tanita-san. His latest song Seija no Koshin was used as the opening for the summer 2021 TV anime The Itan Deities No Only Peace. Kitani, who is a big fan of Bleach, says something that cannot be seen but can be felt. Something that is created with interacting with others. Something that can never be created if there is only one person in the world. For me, Bleach was a work that carefully depicted it could be called the heart spending a long time i have reinterpreted it with the word report it is a word that refers to a relationship of trust something like a bridge that connects people to each other i was able to make music about a precious other who appeared before an isolated person let's enjoy together the passage of the 20th anniversary of this great work a place to reflect on the past and look to the future and bleach ex is scheduled to be held at hikari hall on the ninth floor of shibuya hikari in tokyo from december 18th to january 16th and maybe we'll get something big from it but some of this art looks freaking awesome you got ichigo you got vasto lord ichigo it's it's looking mighty fine i ain't gonna lie and either way hopefully we get some big announcements because like i've said before i'll say it again it was already almost two years ago that we got the big announcement bleach anime is returning still nothing i get it you know the whole pandemic and i prefer that their pre-production is you know as long as it needs to be considering if it's piro that is doing it piro when they have a decent amount of time they can make the art and animation of anything look really gorgeous so hopefully that's what's happening they've taken all of this time including the slowdown of the pandemic to really focus in and bring us an incredible project with the bleach thousand year blood war final arc okay people with this story in particular we got to be very careful because this is based off of a serious incident this is a follow-up to what happened the cure animation 
uh, fires. Well, in particular, the person that is being accused of the fires. Uh, apparently, the arsonist is undergoing another round of psych evaluations. Kyodo News reported this morning that the Kyoto District Court has allowed the indicted suspect of the Kyoto Animation arson attack to undergo another round of psychiatric evaluation to determine his competency to be held criminally responsible for the attack. The attack on Kyoto Animation in July 2019 killed 36 staff members of the company and decimating Kyoto Animation Studio One, which has since been torn down. The suspect, Shinji Aoba, had already gone through a round of psychiatric evaluations from the side of the prosecution before the indictment was handed down in December 2020, but Aoba's defense attorney requested that their side also be allowed to conduct their own evaluation, which was granted. Aoba's psychiatric state is claimed to be the biggest contention in this case, with the verdict resting on whether or not Aoba can be held criminally responsible for what he has been alleged to have done. It is believed that the re-examination has already started, but this has caused a ripple effect on the whole trial, causing the pre-trial to be slower than expected and delaying the litigation in the first instance, which is where the defendant first appears in front of a judge in the courts that have jurisdiction. Aoba has been charged with the murder of 36 people, the largest mass murder in Japan since the Showa era, as well as the attempted murder of 32 others. Kyoto Animation remember those that have been lost in a memorial that was released on the second anniversary of the attack on July 18, 2021. It is still not yet known what will be happening to the site of where Kyoto Animation Studio 1 once stood. And I'll be honest with you, they could do all of that, but I'm almost certain that they're not going to let him off the hook by any means. This is bigger than just what he did. And in Japan, in case you don't know, it is like 0.1% chance that you are going to get off on anything. So I doubt they're going to let this slide. He's more than likely going to get the book times 10 thrown at him. They're not going to allow him to say, hey, you know, I wasn't mentally there when I did it. But either way, um, condolences yet again to the families that lost loved ones in that terrible tragedy. And RIP to the people lost. And I hope they throw the book at this motherfucker. Like, no, you shouldn't get away with what you did. You're a disgusting piece of garbage. Okay, people, huge news. Huge, huge, huge news. Remember I told you that there was a countdown going on for Mob Psycho 100. It was 96%, 90. Well, we got 100%, and the big announcement is Mob Psycho 100 Season 3 Anime. Mob Psycho 100 Anime gets third season with new director. Warner Brothers Japan and anime studio Bones announced on Tuesday that Bones is producing a third anime season for One's Mob Psycho 100 manga titled Mob Psycho 103. Bones also unveiled a promo video and visual for the third season. The studio also revealed the staff with a new director and of course the returning cast. And the anime's previous director Yuzuru Tachikawa is now credited as executive director with Takahiro Hasui who did Bungo Stray Dog Skate the Infinity. He was the director on episodes in there as the new director. Hiroshi Seko returns for the series' composition. And it's going to be interesting to see to be honest with you because I genuinely thought that this was going to be a film I mean hold on looking at this visual of Mob and Reagan looks so freaking sick but I genuinely thought this was going to be a film because realistically there's not enough manga chapters to fill out a full 12 episode season like there's only a little bit left so I don't know if they're going to have one come in and write a treatment to kind of fill the gaps if Studio Bones is going to do some original stuff or is this going to be a shorter season instead of like you know 12 or 11 maybe like 9 or 10 episodes I don't know what they're going to do because again I thought that this was going to be a film because realistically there's not that many chapters but we got to wait and see either way this is huge huge news and I am very very pumped and excited for this I never thought we would get another one honestly I thought at best we get an OVA or a film 
I will gladly take a season three. Have you watched the first two seasons? If everyone is not special, maybe you can be what you want to be. To let, to let into Oh God, I just had too much fun singing that. Mob Psycho 100 season three anime. Let's go. Studio Bones. This is where y'all shine. Y'all shine with Mob Psycho a thousand percent. Okay, people. And lastly on the agenda, Cowboy Bebop. They just released a teaser for the Cowboy Bebop live action Netflix series. And I got to keep it real. It looked great. It kind of felt a little slapstick in a way, but it feels like a different take on Cowboy Bebop. Like if you're going in here wanting a one-to-one -one Cowboy Bebop, you know, adaptation, you're probably not going to get that, but it looked cool as hell. I am going to lie. I liked what I saw with this teaser. The characters look for the most part on point, but again, it just feels like a different interpretation, but a cool one nonetheless, opposed to what they normally try to do with live action. I'm going to keep my finger on this one. Like I said, I will be watching in November, but if this teaser is any indication of what we're in store for i'm really excited this looks really really freaking cool the actors look on point i love the way they're using the colors and they're just being real creative and it's working and yeah people those were all the stories we have for today's episode i'm curious what you guys think the most important story i talked about anything that caught your interest what do you normally return to Feneva news for and just in general your hype for everything we discussed in today's episode yo that mob psycho 100 season three though i'm just saying but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of other social media links are in the description below i'm from that world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life bye. have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of whatever news have an awesome day. <laughs>